Hi, I'm Amy Souter, your host for the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. We're delivering fresh interviews and news on living a healthy lifestyle full of fresh fruits and vegetables and the ins and outs of the business world that make that possible. What does plant-based, plant-forward, or plant-centric mean to people? Or the flexitarian diet? For that matter, do most people really know the difference between what vegans and vegetarians eat? Knowledge is great and all, but many of us have a head full of it, but no energy or time to follow through with the produce-filled way that we really want to eat in our busy lives. Speaking about myself as well. In this episode, I talk with registered dietitian Danielle Magnus, who, with her sister and fellow registered dietitian, Leah Loveland, founded Plant-ish, a plant-focused meal brand based in Rye, New York. The business delivers and is also found in local retailers and farmers markets. Let's hear it directly from Danielle. Hey, this is Amy Souter, the retail editor of The Packer and the editor of Produce Market Guide. And we have with us today um, Danielle Magnus, the co-founder with her sister, Leah Loveland, of Plantish in, um, is it based in Rye, New York? We're based out of Rye, correct. Yeah, um, which is just a smidge, basically the suburb north of New York City. Right. And uh, so we're not too far from each other, actually. Um, Where are you? I'm in northern Westchester, so Mount Kisco. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I was interested in, thank you for reaching out to us. And I was interested in hearing a little bit about, first, maybe yourself and um your the, your journey and how you got to where you are today as a uh, you're also a, a registered dietitian yes and that's key with this whole thing yeah and um maybe I mean first let's just say the basics of what plantish is and then we'll go back uh, to how you started sure so plantish is a company that Leah and I started. So she's a registered dietitian as well. Um, And I say it's kind of like a love letter to my patients. Um, Over the years, I've heard from so many that they just don't have the time for food prep. And that's really one of the biggest barriers um, in maintaining healthy weight, improving health outcomes. Um, So I would get so many questions. What should I eat? What could I buy that's already prepared? And there was nothing that I really wanted to recommend as an option that was already prepared um, that I really felt comfortable with, that I would really want to eat myself or that I would want to serve to my family. Um, Leah and I always kind of had the dream of starting a company together, a food brand, um, because we graduated our programs together. you know, and at that time we were kind of like, wouldn't it be great if one day, you know, that's what we could put together. So we mulled a lot of different things over and we came up with Plantish because this is what we would want. If we were in a pinch and couldn't prepare something, which believe me, it happens, even though we're dietitians, we're short on time, just like everyone else. Yeah. Um, this is something that we could pick up and say, we feel 
wholeheartedly. It's healthy. It's delicious. It's well-rounded. It's got adequate protein, fiber, all the kinds of things that you want to have in a meal. So, so that's kind of how it was born. So it's, uh, ready-made meals in single serving sizes, single serving portions, plant forward, or, I mean, are there, is there animal protein in there? So we call them plant forward or plant centric. So they're mainly veggies, whole grains, and we're using like the most high fiber whole grains. Um, And we supplement with other things to increase the protein, like organic bone broth, which is super good for your body, your gut. It contains collagen. It's got Mm -hmm. immune boosting properties. Um, and then we throw some other things in there. One dish may have organic Greek yogurt. One dish may have hemp hearts, um, legumes are in every dish, like a, you know, a a chickpea, a lentil, a edamame. So all of those items combined have as much protein as you would find in a meal that might have meat or chicken, except there's no animal flesh of any kind. Okay. So there's still like some animal products, but not like meat or chicken type thing. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So it's very, very plant forward. Exactly. <laughs> right. But not vegan. Some people think it's no. the word plant-based. I think initially it, it meant just that. Oh, really? Plant-based. But now I think people really take it to mean vegan. And so this oh, is, not, no, no, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is some, some people do. So from like a marketing perspective, you know, we just want to be careful with how. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Vegan means there. no animal products of any kind, dairy, dairy, honey, like anything. Mm-hmm. And that's like the strictest, right. And to tell our listeners and, and correct me if I'm wrong, cause you're the dietitian, but uh, and then vegetarian is a little bit more relaxed than vegan because, um, or I don't know if relaxed is the right word, but uh, less strict um, where it's, you're allowed to have dairy and eggs and honey, but no uh, animal, I guess, flesh, as you say. Right. And it sounds, it sounds kind of gross when you say flesh. <laughs> It does. I know. know. But since you brought up the word allowed, I think that's kind of a good segue. We call our bowls flex bowls. um, Because I always try to stay away from that word because it's kind of like, this is the allowed list. And this is the list that is the naughty list. And we really like to be flexible. You know, I think if if sometimes patients want to, you know, cut out dairy for a time, or they want to have bone broth. It's just everything in moderation, as long as you're having like a good variety of um, whole grains and veggies and lean proteins, healthy fats are also really important. Um, And just really staying away from processed foods. That's the main thing. Um, But I try not to, I try to stay away from the word you're allowed to have this. Yeah. I didn't even notice I said that. Try not to say the shoulds or shouldn'ts or this is bad or this is good, you know, um, and not put value judgments on food. But uh, yeah, it slips in old thinking. It does. (laughs) Right. Um, So, yeah, I love the idea of when I was learning a little bit more about uh, 
plantish. I love, and just in the past reading about flexitarian or plant forward, um, I love the idea of moderation and not being all one way or the other completely. Um, and it almost feels like realistic long-term, you know? Yes. Which is the and, idea. And that's <laughs> key because, you know, we are dietitians, but I don't like the word diet either. That's another word I don't like because it yeah. really implies a beginning and an end. And we want something that's really sustainable. And it's like, that's different for everyone, really. Um, any diet, quote unquote, is only going to work as long as you can stick with it. Yeah. Um, so it's got to have some staying power. So, you know, you need to find things that you're capable of, like preparing, procuring things that you enjoy and, and really just kind of follow like the 80, 20 or the 90, 10, like doing, doing the good, healthful thing, the majority of the time, and then allowing yourself times where you want to eat some things that might not, you know, might have more saturated fat than you want to have on a regular basis or more sodium or more grease or more sugar, but it's not what you're eating on a regular basis, day in and day out. Ah, 90, 10 or 80, 20 is, is kind of the idea. Yeah. Or maybe 85, 15, you know, it's, a, it's, it's not, specific. it doesn't have to be, you can't like exactly quantify that. Right. Like, it's more, it's more of the idea that you, I, I'd like everyone I work with, cause you know, I'm in private practice as well. So I'd like everyone that I work with to kind of get to the point where they listen to their bodies and they say, this is my sweet spot. This is how I feel my best and my strongest eating and, and follow that program. That's, that's their program. And, yeah. you know, getting them to that point, sometimes people just need a little bit of tweaking and sometimes people need more of an overhaul. Um <laughs> Which is why it's hard to give general nutrition advice because everyone yeah. is, is at a different starting point. Yeah, that's important. Like we're yeah. we're not in this episode going to give you know you everyone should do this this and this, right? Right. Um, and people want that because it's just simple and and easy to digest. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, <Yeah>. but <laughs> good one. Uh, but it, you can't like a lot of things. There isn't one simple answer. Right. Um. But except for flexitarian, I mean, that's so <laughs> we can we can make some general statements like it is very beneficial to one's health to eat, to be very plant forward, yeah. to have produce at every meal. I try to encourage all my patients to have produce at every meal. So fruits or veggies and really, you know, half of your plate. I love mm -hmm. that infographic that's floating around everywhere. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's easy to understand. I think culturally speaking, it appeals to a lot of different cultures. Um, and one of my favorite um, slides that I saw at a conference, um, I was at the, the Forks Over Knives conference several years ago in mm -hmm. D.C., mm -hmm was an infographic they put up on the screen and it showed like four different lumens of the stomach and filled with different food items. So one was filled with all vegetables. 
One was filled with like, you know, oils and cheese. One was filled with like, you know, animal proteins. And the stomach that was filled to the top with vegetables equaled 500 calories. So like you can fill up, the, the point they were trying to make was you can fill yourself up with a small amount of calories with vegetables, as opposed to other food groups, you know, a, a little, a little wedge of gray is gonna, is gonna cost you in the calorie department, as opposed to so many vegetables you can eat for the same amount for the same kind of exchange. And I'm not a calorie counter. Um, in fact, I, I don't, I, I rarely have my patients count calories unless they've hit a plateau or they've tried everything and nothing else is working. And then I say, okay, maybe we need to drill a little deeper or patients just want data. But um, the point is you get a lot of bang for your buck with veggies because you can eat a decent amount. You can really feel full with all that fiber and um, the calories are just, they're just very low. Yeah. Well, you're preaching to the choir because um, I write for the fresh produce industry and that's a lot of our audience, although we want the general public to enjoy this as well. Um, but yeah, that's that's music to my ears. And <laughs> um, let's hear. So we have a little bit of an idea of of what Plantish does. Um, do you have you have delivery drivers or? So we have, we deliver by courier in the local area. So we're doing Westchester deliveries, like um, certain zip codes, you can plug it into the website and see, you know, if you're fall within that range. Also Greenwich, Connecticut. Oh, okay. It's cause that's, is that still where you um, have the, where you put it all together? The meals? You mean where we make it? Yeah. So Plantish is manufactured in a commercial kitchen in Long Island City. Oh, Long Island City. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So that all takes place out there. But we wanted to do we wanted to do delivery local to where we live and where we practice because we wanted oh. to be able to bring it to our patients um, first and foremost. And then we also were starting at the Larchmont Farmers Market this weekend, which is so exciting. We're mm. really excited to be a part of Down to Earth Markets. Um and we're in some local markets here, North Shore Farms, Cherry Lawn. I don't know if you're familiar with any of these. We'd love to get a spot up by you. So if you've got a Pleasantville, the giant Pleasantville Fair, Farmer's Market. Okay. That's one we should check out. That's really new. That's like the largest one in the county. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to need to make a road trip up there. <laughs> Pleasantville. Yeah. And there's lots of other small ones, but that one is the big one. If you okay. want the most bang for your buck. Yeah. Making a note of that. Thank you. Um, um, yeah. And we're at June and Ho Jerry's post road market. Those are both in Rye. So, and, and our goal is to increase the reach. So whether we decide to go DTC and do national shipping, or we get into the bigger box stores, I want more people to have it available to them. Um, that would, that would make my heart happy because I want, you know, it's, it's got in, in addition to the, all the good things that it does have, there's a lot of things it doesn't have. So it's not high in sodium, which so many prepared frozen meals are. Yeah. Um, and it's not high in saturated fat. 
So from a health, in addition to it being delicious from a health perspective, it's really pretty spot on. Yeah. I wanted to get into your backstory, but I'm too interested in the current story right now. <laughs> um, well, you tell me. Yeah. Like what, um, I had two separate questions. One was, uh, let's describe some of the, the meals like specifically. Um, and another one is, um, do you have any mod? I've kind of heard of some of this idea in maybe slightly different variations in, I, I guess, different areas or else you wouldn't have seen a hole in the market. Um, and Southern, would I say Southern Westchester? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm wondering if there are other kinds of programs that are similar. I mean, there's a lot of like HelloFresh, Blue Apron, Marley and Me, all those kinds. Um, and some of them have uh, tracks that, you know, you can choose different kinds of styles of eating mm-hmm. and, and they'll deliver to that. Um, how is this different from those? So there's no prep really on the part of the end user. So they're red are are one of our taglines is ready to heat and eat. Yeah. So they're frozen, which we didn't want to be fresh. We wanted to be frozen because that's another part of that flexible aspect. When you get these food boxes, you have to make them at a certain, you know, by a certain point, even fresh produce, you know, a lot of times people find themselves like, throwing out fresh produce because they haven't had a chance to make it before it goes bad. Yeah. Um, So we wanted it to be frozen so that it's ready when you are ready to heat and eat. Um, Oh yeah. And I did read that your bowls are compostable. Is that a thing? Our bowls are compostable. Yes. Yes. That was really important to us too. And I think that's actually, thank you. It was, how are we different? (laughs) That was really important to us too, because we really, care about the environment. And we've tried a lot of the different meal services, you know, to see how they're packaged, what kind of uh, containers they're using, how is it shipped? How is the food? And it's just, there was a lot of plastic. Yeah. And so I just, I, we, we, I think we kind of did the reverse of what a lot of companies do, you know, when you're starting out, you start with the cheap packaging to keep your claws down. And we were like, we want to start how we mean to go on, which is to use compostable packaging. Um, so unless something, you know, and it's not cheap. No, it is not cheap, but, um, it's like I said, it's really important to us. And sometimes it doesn't work as well, like for what the original function is. And that's hard to find like an earth friendly packaging that actually, keeps the food say I guess that's a lot of times in what um I'm dealing with with fresh produce they're always discussing packaging and yeah. trying to make the products that go to grocery stores um uh you know compostable or recyclable or yeah. you know um some kind of sustainable type uh product and then they just find that it breaks down or doesn't hold the especially mm-hmm. like berries and lettuce doesn't hold it you know, keep it as fresh as long. Um, and then you might have the problem of like, well, then the food, you know, if it deteriorates faster, then right. the whole point is to not waste. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know there's not, you know, there's not an easy answer to that. 
Um, I mean, I know they're trying to innovate in all different kinds of ways and hopefully that's sooner rather than later. And, you know, certainly I go shopping and, you know, at the end of the week when I take out my recycling, I've got a ton of, you know, berry containers and salad pre-wash containers because, you know, I try to cut corners too sometimes with buying produce that's already washed or, you know, whatever it is. Um, so it's definitely a challenge. Um, and I, you know, I hope to see some headway made at some point in the near future because the waste is just, it's, it's a lot. That's kind of the premise of what you're doing is trying to enable people to cut the corners they need to in a healthy and earth-friendly way, right? Exactly. Exactly. So I'd like I try to get my patients to think on like three tiers in terms of being prepared. Cause I always say like, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Right. So first, if you can come up with some dishes at home that you feel comfortable and you enjoy making. Okay. Like maybe you master a lentil soup or some type of a chili or whatever it is, and you kind of batch cook that and you can, you know, pick on that throughout the week. So a couple of those dishes. Um, The second line of defense would be something semi-homemade. So maybe you have some fixins, but you get a rotisserie chicken. I knew you were going to say that. How did I know? (laughs) If If you can get a rotisserie chicken, if you have canned beans, if you keep in your freezer frozen grains, so they sell now frozen brown rice, frozen quinoa, all different kinds of frozen grain and legume kind of mixtures. You can make a bowl. It's, you know, quite easy to do. If you have Greek yogurt, if you've got extra firm tofu, keep all these things around. And even if it's a rice and bean night and you throw some plain Greek yogurt in that and you put a little salsa whatever fresh veggies you might have, like that could be a square meal right there. And then there are other times when you can't even do that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And that's the time where you either grab something like a plant dish or you have maybe some local places by you that you can order in, but there's some good helpful options that you've kind of identified. So what you make, what's semi-homemade, and then what you can just kind of farm out. Um, have those things in mind and kind of ready to be ready to pull the trigger on it when you need to. Because it's like just when you're patting yourself on the back for, you know, doing batch cooking and preparing on the weekends, it's like time to make the donuts again. You know, you especially yeah. if you've got kids, you go through that very quickly. You know, it's like laundry. It just it keeps. you gotta you gotta be prepared yeah yeah and then when your schedule gets thrown off all that gets thrown off exactly Exactly. Um, so staples i'm huge into freezer staples refrigerator staples pantry staples i hadn't really heard of frozen grains that much before yeah Um, but those do often take like 40 minutes to boil on the on the stove Right. 25 to 40. Right. Um, And the frozen ones are great. When I started in with that, um, you know, I I haven't cooked 
quinoa, to be honest, in a really long time. I just, it's just, it's too darn easy and it's really good. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's just keeping it kind of simple. The plant dish bowls. What's nice is that there's the veggies we've selected organic whole grains that are really high in fiber. So things like quinoa millet is a great one, which is gluten-free, really high in fiber um, and farro. And then they, each bowl has a sauce. So one has like a zesty avocado crema. One is a pesto with hemp hearts and like ways to increase the protein and also keep it um, a vegan pesto rather than have cheese. Um, and our third variety that we have out right now has a, has a marinara sauce with all the different veggies. So it's, it's, um, a little bit more than just a bowl. You could quickly throw together in a couple of minutes. Like we've taken the legwork out of that. Um, so, you know, it's an option for one of those, you know, lunches or dinners that you, you just, you can't, you can't do it that day. Um, and you can have it as a single serving or you could have it as a side dish for two people. That's a, that's feedback that we've gotten from our customers. That's oh. the way that they've been having it. Um, so we're going to have to incorporate that into our marketing. Oh, I see. Yeah. The, um, is, is the green goodness one, the most popular one, or it has five reviews and the Mediterranean has four and the power pesto has three. Um, let me see. The power pesto has farro, zucchini, mushroom, cauliflower, peas, and basil pesto. And the green goodness has millet, zucchini, edamame, baby kale, radish, and herby avocado lime sauce. Mm. And the Mediterranean quinoa, Brussels sprouts, beluga lentils, chickpeas, arugula, bright lemony tomato sauce. Yeah. Cool. So I think I would say, I would say that, uh, green goodness is probably the most popular. I wonder if it's because of the herby avocado lime sauce. It's delicious. <laughs> Cause that just sounds good. It's delicious. And every time I've had something similar to that, it is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and everything I mean, has to have a little bit of fat in order to absorb all the nutrients. Right. And yeah. Satiated. Very important. So, I tell patients you need to check three boxes when you eat. You need your protein, you need your carbohydrate, and you need your healthy fat. If you don't have your healthy fat, you can't absorb the vitamins and minerals that you're getting from the other components of the meal. And you're also not going to feel full and you're going to be grazing on something else in an hour. Because um, if you think about it, it takes a long time for the gut to break down something of that nature, right? Mm -hmm. Um the fiber, highest fiber carb that you can go with, leanest kind of cleanest protein that you can go with, and healthy fat. So not obviously trans fat, not things that are high in cholesterol, but things that are high in monounsaturated fat. And those are besides, is avocado count? Avocado counts, olive oil counts, yeah, seeds, different Nuts. kinds of seeds. Sorry. Nuts. Nuts. Yes. Which is another one of my favorite pantry staples to have on hand. Nut cheese. I am not a fan of nut cheese. No, no, no cheese and real cheese. 
Oh, real cheese. Oh, yes. I do love having cheese on hand. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought you were saying like the cashew cheese. Or oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'll we're not going too far down that route. Yeah. <laughs> um, although some of the companies that I write about, uh, one company actually created a carrot dog. <laughs> which is fun but um yeah we're that's a whole different episode i think yeah oh yeah if you want me back for that episode i'm available <laughs> i've got a lot to say on that because yeah i have feelings <laughs> yeah, some things are done really well and then you know i just want people to avoid the fillers the things that are just not you know the gums there's so many gums and everything that's plant-based these days, you know, you'll never find that in one of our bowls. Um, so this is like plant as in the whole plant. I mean, you, you prepare it and cut it up, but, um, I don't know how to say that. Like, um, as, as opposed to like, it's minimally processed. How about that? Minimal, exactly. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Like the way you process it when you cook it at home. <laughs> Correct. Which is still processing, but it's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Preparing it, cutting, cutting something is processing it. Exactly. Exactly. So. But, but nothing, no, not, no engineered protein and no, um, no fillers or gums. Yeah. So how did you get into all this? Into nutrition? This, this career. Yeah. You started out as uh, something else was your career. I forget what it was. So I worked at the New York times. I yeah. was, how did I forget uh, that? <laughs> yeah. Online advertising sales. Um, that's when I was, you know, right out of college. I was at Bloomberg. I was at the New York times doing that. That was like kind of during the dot com boom. And then I mm. had my oldest son who's now 19 when I was 27 and I took off time to be at home. I had two more kids And then I decided, I think in like 2009, I was going to go back to school because I got really into, I mean, my family, we're always all about the food. We're Italian Americans. So everything in our life really revolved around food. But I started to get way more into the nutrition aspect of things when I had kids, because I just, I wanted to give them, you know, the best that I could. And um, one of my friends said to me, you're so into this. You're so passionate about it. Like, did you ever think about going to school for it? And I think I was scared off initially by like all the science classes you had to take (laughs) to become a registered dietitian. And, you know, you have to take anatomy, physiology, organic, inorganic, uh, biochemistry. And that was never really my forte. But, you know, when you go back to school at a later point in life and you go to study something that you really are interested in, Um, and you really want it and you're just an older person, your brain is more formed, you know, how you have to study. Yeah. Um, and I was also always under pressure because I had three kids. So if I had two hours to study, I was going to be studying. Yeah. Which is way different than my first, you know, experience with high school, college, whatever. Um, so I really enjoyed it. It took me, don't laugh five years <laughs> to complete my program. Cause I, I had, I had to do it so slowly cause I had the kids. Right. So I always say to people when they ask me when they're thinking about, you know, doing a second career and they're, you know, they're a little bit older. I always say you're going to be the same age in a couple of years, whether you do it or not. So don't let that 
put you off, like that you're going to be 45 when you're done or 40 or 35, whatever it is, you're still, yeah. you're going to be that age, no matter what's going on in your life <laughs> So make use of the time. Right. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the diet. So as I'm going through it, I said to Leah, my sister, Hey, you know, I think you'd really like this. Why don't you look into it? Cause she was, she was working at, um, Octone, uh, doing kind of like accounting jobs for the, which was the record label that, uh, Maroon five was with at the time. So that was kind of really a fun point because we got to go to a lot of concerts and she was living in the city and she was going to do something different though. So she said, okay. And she took an intro to nutrition class. She decided she wanted to go like fully matriculated into the program. And we finished, this is really just a coincidence at the, cause I was like on the slow boat to China. We finished at the exact time, the same time. So we were, we were applying to internships at the same time. And, and you're eight years apart. Was that yeah, right? Yeah. And we matched with the same internship program. It's a match. You don't get to say like, oh, I got into three. I'm going to wow. pick this one. So we both matched with the same program, which was amazing. Cause like I went into the city every week, we had our seminar together. It was really, really an awesome time. And kind of amazing the way that it worked out. Um, and then here we are, like uh, that was 2015. So, seven but you both, later. your first jobs in as dietitians were different, right? Yeah. And totally different populations. Yeah, you, I was working in Greenwich. So you were dealing with more affluent patients, and mm-hmm. she was um, on the other end of the spectrum, right? Uh, yeah. So she was working in the South Bronx. I was working in Greenwich, Connecticut. Um, so yeah, totally different challenges. You know, people are people and no matter kind of what socioeconomic background you come from, some people do have some common, there are common struggles, especially when it, when it comes to food and nutrition and not Um, having enough time (laughs) and not having enough time. Exactly. Um, so it's, it's a great hearing about someone's intake is like a really clear kind of lens into their life. It's interesting, all the information that kind of comes from that. Um, so that's kind of what I love about this job too. So I'm excited to go to the farmer's market this weekend and meet all the people and talk to them and, you know, um, just kind of get out in the field, so to speak. And field some questions because everyone has questions when they hear you're in nutrition and they want to like talk about different things and I'm always happy to do it, you know? So will people be buying the frozen meals there on site at Larchmont? Yeah. So we're going to bring stock to buy there. And then we have, you know, the QR code. So people go on the website and buy it. And we also made little cards so they know where they can buy it during the week. Um, in the local retailers that we're in. Um, Which local can you, are they like farmer's market, gourmet farmer's market kind of places? Um, like the retailers, not the, not the pop-up farmer's markets that are on weekends, but. Um. So North Shore Farms is a huge grocery store. They're pretty prominent out on Long Island. So we're there in Mamaroneck. Um, Sherry Lawn, which is in Scarsdale. It might technically be East Chester, but everyone in the Scarsdale area knows Cherry Lawn. They've got like, it's a nursery as well. They've got plants outside. It's kind of like 
little experimental. Yeah. Um, and Ho, which is an awesome gourmet market in our town of Rye. And then Jerry's Post Road Market, which you can go in and get like a bacon, egg and cheese. And then you can get a, you know, <laughs> for your kid, like <laughs> I have to do admittedly. And then you can go get a plantage bowl in the freezer section. Oh, cool. And so, I mean, the general idea is to expand this to get into bigger retailers and, and maybe deliver further out as you slowly build. Is that the idea? Yes, that's absolutely the idea. This is from everyone that I've spoken to and I've spoken to a lot of people in the food business and for all the podcasts I've listened to, this is from what I understand to be the way you get your stakes in the round in the ground and get started. So you just, you just need to start somewhere. And, um, so we're fortunate that these local retailers have been willing to partner with us and as well as the farmer's market. Um, and, you know, we've gotten some good press. We're in our local paper, the Rye Record. And um, so, yeah, we're just going to we're just going to run with it. When did you officially start? We started. Oh, well, it depends on what you call official. Like, when did we actually like? When did you start delivering the food? Yeah, end of February. Wow, really recently. Yeah, but we've been testing our meals on friends and family. Right. We we ring and run. We we create a bowl, ring the doorbell, and leave it at our friend's door, you know, and like then solicit feedback to see what they think. Yeah. I'm going to go from there. So we, we, we've been in that recipe testing phase for a while, as well as nutrient analysis. So we do the nutrition fat labels, which you don't have to start with, but that was obviously of critical importance to us. Cause it's the first thing I look at when I pick up something is, you know, are the nutrition facts on the ingredient list? Right. Um, you know, so we tinkered with the recipes to make sure nutritionally they were exactly where we wanted them to be. Okay. You know, without compromising flavor or texture. Like oh, that. you can see the nutrition facts label on the, on the dish, on the website. Yes. On the dish and on the website. Okay. 18 grams of protein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of them has, um, I think green, I don't actually have it handy. I think I'm looking at the green goodness 20. one, um, 13 grams of fat, zero cholesterol. Yes. 10 grams of fiber five sugars, none, no added sugar mm-hmm. and um, 20% or four milligrams of iron and 15% of your daily intake of potassium. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Right. It does. Yeah. yeah. And zero cholesterol. Wow. So uh, if I were, if I were to try to make that just on the fly on any given day, could I hit that? Could I hit those markers? Like probably not. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, even for people like us who are savvy, do enjoy cooking. It's just, it's a good thing to have on hand. Yeah. Great. Anything else that, that you'd like to share that you think is important to the local, the national audience? The national audience. I would say, look out for us. We want to be out there, you know, more broadly available as soon as we possibly can. Um, and we're always looking for feedback too. So on the website, you know, if there's anything that people are interested in flavor wise, um, you know, reach out and let us know. We, we, we 
have been building this based on the feedback we've been getting um, and it's worked well so far. So we look forward to hearing from the customers. And it's plant-ish.com. Yes. Great. I love the ish. It's cool, right? It kind of speaks to exactly what it is. (laughs) Plant-ish. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me on. Oh, and social media. Um, Tell any of those handles. um, I'm going to give my sister the credit for this. So it's plant underscore ish foods. That is our Instagram handle. Foods is plural. And we have a social media intern coming on board soon. Crank that up a bit. So that's exciting. Okay. Well, that makes sense. You chose Instagram as at least the first one or the one to, to highlight because it's so meant for food. It is. Yeah. <laughs> like delicious food photographs. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. So people can follow you plant underscore ish foods at Instagram and uh, we will watch you grow. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the tip of the iceberg podcast. I love hearing about realistic ways to incorporate more produce into our lives, especially those of us busy juggling work and children and all the rest that life brings. It's a relief also to hear a dietitian's forgiving take on food and diet philosophy. We don't need even more shoulds and shouldn'ts, am I right? Anyway, if you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button and rate us on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts and enjoy our earlier episodes. Last week, we talked with Jay Snyder of Gorillas US about how ultra-rapid grocery delivery services actually work, especially as a few competitors have folded lately. And the week before, we heard from Beth Keaton of Elephant House PR on her Viva Clean Eating Challenge journey, days before she won the grand prize at the 2022 Viva Fresh Expo in Texas. And if you work in the fresh produce industry, Find us on our websites, producemarketguide.com and thepacker.com. We're also active on several social media platforms like Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. You can find more ways to follow us in our show notes, plus some helpful links to learn more about our episode guests. And we'll have more of these great healthy lifestyle conversations every week. Thank you so much. I hope you learned something useful and inspirational. Talk to you next time.